Hello, everyone. Welcome to Niche to Profit, episode 40. 40 uh, here on the Vegas Video Network. Today, we are going to talk about something that if you, if you don't know about this subject, you're probably not very successful in business. I'm just going to say it. Cash flow. You have to know about cash flow in your business. I have brought in my money ninja to talk to you guys. I'm just saying... This is awesome stuff. You want to definitely stick around and hear this. Oh, I am your host, Danny Ackerman. I have been in this resale world for my entire life and on eBay for just about 20 years. Started when I was like 10, you know. Hey, hey, don't laugh. I upped it a year from like nine. Just saying, okay. (laughs) Yeah, we were having a little discussion about getting older before the show started, you know. Got to rib them a little bit. Hey, so... On the show, we are going to review some live listings. We're going to help you get some stuff sold. We're going to show some stuff that is really selling well, get you motivated. And we're going to play another little fun game of pick it or pass it. That is where I show you something out in the wild in its natural habitat. And you get to decide what it is and did I buy it to resell. So um, we are live Every Thursday at 3 p.m. here at VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. I don't know why I always forget to say that because I just figure you're here and you're watching. So, hey, it's all good because we have a very full chat. I see some new faces in the chat today, which is really awesome. Uh, you guys be sure and play along and ask some questions as we go along. We'll uh, we'll see if we can get those answered for you. Uh, so real quick, before I, I kind of get going with Justin Crane here, my guest, um, Kids are awesome. I'm, if you guys have kids, bring your kids in. Use them in your business. Do we have that picture, Scott? There we go. This is, this is my little guy. This was totally his idea, by the way. I did not make him do this. Is that his closet? Uh, no, this is, this is at a Goodwill. <laughs> um, but he found this hat. And he's like, hey, Mom, what about this? I turn around, and he's got the hat on. And, and so kids are good sports. So use them. For your marketing. I, they're great. I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do with this yet, but I'm going to do something. So, and, and Justin, do you have kids? I have three. You have three kids. Yeah. Right. What do they think about you being a money ninja? They know I'm involved with money, but they don't really know where it goes, how it comes in. They think all of the money comes from the bank. Like the bank has oh. all the money, but they don't know how the money gets into the bank. Uh-huh. So we're working on that. I, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Because that's kind of our topic today. And, and it's funny that was like, like, but that's the perfect leeway in, because I thought you were describing kind of me. Oh, really? Well, do I have me four be- kids? Before I started working with you and the whole money thing. Okay. So, um, for those who have not heard me talk about my money ninja, uh, this is Justin Crane and, um, I am, what, what am I? I'm one of your students of, of money Disciples. awesomeness. Disciples. I'll take it. Uh, because people who watch the show and followed know that I don't like numbers. I just, I just don't. DannyHatesNumbers.com is actually a URL that I own. Oh my God. That's funny. You didn't know that, did no, you? No. Yes. That's I just, funny. And, and really it's, uh, and we talked a little bit about this. We were on the news before we came into the show today. We, we went over on the channel 13, did a, like a really quick little, yeah, there we go. There we are. And, um, look at you. Look at me. There I am. So one of the questions, you know, was about, you know, why, why do women, you know, start their own businesses? And 
uh, a lot of it is like creative. You know, I think women are like, we're more creative. I'm, I don't know. Is this sexist? Like women are more creative than men. I know some really met women who are really good with numbers, but for the most part, we love to create. We love to, you know, grow things and we grow children. And, you know, so kind of coming up with ideas is, is really natural. And okay. I'll just speak personally. I don't want to like offend all the segment of women who do know numbers out there, but the thing that's hard is now getting into the whole nuts and bolts of the money. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know I bring in a lot of money. I know I, that's the part I do really well with my business. I can make money. I can make money. It's managing it, managing it, yeah. which is where you come in, Yeah, which is why I call you my money ninja, because you have, you have brought this whole new spectrum to my business that, that didn't exist before. And that's really helping me understand how now to grow those numbers that I already have. So, so let's talk about that. So you have like four kind of key points to, to uh, really explain this yeah. well. So let's just, let's just start with all right. one. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really psyched to be here. I love all the props. I might have to play around with them while we talk. <laughs> They're really cool. Hey, this one's fun. Well, this is, no, this is the cash cow. Oh. Put that on your side. Oh, yeah. Let me hold this guy. That's Look the cash this. cow. Very, very cool. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, we all have struggles in business, whether it's numbers, whether it's marketing, whether it's public speaking or asking for the sale or just getting out of bed and and doing. And, you know, we're all not supposed to be money ninjas. You know, we all get into business for a specific reason. It's not usually to deal with the money. It's to do something. It's for a work-life balance. It's to make a difference. It's to just do our own thing. And then the money comes into it and we're like, how am I going to deal with it? How am I going to manage it? So these four points that we're going to talk about, they're not in any importance, but it's like if you can get your hands around them, like we've done to a certain Mm -hmm. extent, and for the listeners today for the show, I'm about chipping away. I'm about progress. It's not like you have to do it all at once. Like, Like everyone, like have a glass of wine. Let's have a cocktail and let's talk a little bit about money and numbers. It's all good. We're just going to chip away at it. We're going to make progress. So the first one is about your business model. It's something that you and I talk a lot about. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? It sounds some like like big picture word. A business model is basically how you make money. What is it that you really do to do sales, to make a profit? What is the service you provide? What is the product you sell? I know a lot of your um, your community are online sellers, but how do you make money? How easy is it to make money? And that's huge because if you don't have a business model that works for you, You'll be working like a dog, making very little money, really unhappy and thinking like, why don't I just go back to my job? Yeah. I, out on Facebook, and you're on Facebook too, one of the number one things I hear, one of the key phrases is sales are slow, slow. I'm thinking of quitting. It, you know, I just can't seem to find the right stuff or do. And that's all cash flow, right? Yes. Yeah. But it's how you make money. What is it that you're doing to make money? How are you doing it? How easy is it? Is it like pulling teeth to get people to buy and say yes? Yeah. If it is, then you got a problem with your business model. Yeah. So let me take that a little deeper. Um, so the business model is, okay, I, let's say I do retail arbitrage. Mm-hmm. So I go out and I find stuff to sell in retail environment and I turn around 
and I reprice it differently to sell on Amazon. Is that a different business model than, say, me, who goes to the thrift stores and the auctions to find products? Um, but I get to do a lot different pricing on those um, because the stuff I find is is bigger margins and things. So are those two different business models or is that the same business model? It's more or less the same business model. Okay. You're buying something, you're marking it up, and you're selling it. Okay. That's pretty much the same thing. Now, maybe it's a little different because you're going to higher end auction houses or something like that. But the bottom line is, is you're buying something, you're marking it up, and you're selling it. So that's your business model. But your the model of that is, is you're always looking to find stuff to mark up and sell. And then when you sell it, you're selling it one time. And you're getting paid once, which means you got to go out and find another thing to source, find, mark up, list, and then sell. That's a much harder business model than the Dollar Shave Club that sells razors for like 10 bucks a month. that's it, man. Six. Oh, six bucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But but they're getting paid every month and they're just making razors and it's a subscription thing. I'm not saying that your business model is bad, but it's different than... The Dollar Shave Club. It's got more moving pieces. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and the Dollar Shave Club has a little bit more recurring revenue, which we're going to talk about on the show. But let's make it easier for everyone to buy, mark up, and sell Mm -hmm. in some way. And I know that eBay has provided that. eBay changed everyone's business model, right? Mm -hmm. Because now you can leverage eBay's platform to do what you were doing before. It's like the yellow pages versus the internet today. Right. It's totally different. Right. In the opening of the show, I say how I've been in the resale business my entire life. Before the internet came along, that was, you know, flea markets and yard sales and swap meets myself. You know, so eBay, you're right. It came along and just completely blew up that business model and and made it so much more fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so we've determined our business model. So then what? Okay. Okay. Here's where I'm going to start to say this word. It's, it's now everyone like... Take a deep breath. Maybe have another glass of wine, whatever. Tracking. We have to track our stuff. Now, here's the deal. You don't have to be the one to track it. If you're the creative, like we've worked on a little bit, you can hire someone to do the tracking. You don't have to do it yourself, but you got to know what you need to know and you can have someone do it for you. So what does tracking mean? You got to track some key things like just your sales. Like how much are you selling per day, per week, per month? And then you also need to make a profit. Now, I'm sure everyone's heard about the, you know, where did the money go? I thought I was making sales, but I'm not making profits. And it's like, gee, I thought I had a great business and I'm making very little money. And then you're like, wow, I could have gone back and worked at Walmart and made more money than in this business. Because a lot of people think about that. That gets into tracking and profits, which we'll talk more about. But that's huge. Yeah. No, I mean, and that is, and I'm, and I'm telling you, that is a big pain point out there as well, um, because, well, there's, there's a couple of issues because we're going to talk about uh, pricing a little bit, and, but it's, you buy it at a certain price, and you expect, I mean, you buy it with an expectation to get something in your profits, but if you don't actually track what you got for it, and you just keep going on that cycle, you have no idea. How much money you're making in your business. And you got to know that that thing that you bought that isn't sold, it's an asset to you. So it's in the garage. It's an inventory item. You got to know that it's there. And maybe if you want to liquidate something or you're hurting for cash flow, you can go back to that item you bought. You, If you tracked it, you would know the price, the date that you Mm -hmm. bought it, what you, 
know, what you bought it for. And then you can make a decision and say, okay, you know what, I'm going to sell it. It's not working or I'm going to list it lower. But tracking gives you knowledge and it gives you clarity. Yeah. You don't have to be the one doing it. Someone else can do it for you with that skill set of attention to detail and follow through. And then they can tell you where you are with your numbers. Which is one of the first things when we started working together, uh, you had me do. Like a very simple, simple spreadsheet doesn't need to be complicated. Just a simple spreadsheet and and start getting the number. And I and this is something that it's just been phenomenal. And it's such a, it would seem like a no brainer, but you really were able to break down. It's like, just start here. Just start yeah. because I'm so OCD. I want to go back and make everything perfect and track from the day I said like, no, start today. Yeah. And I'm almost a year out now. And it's like, I've got all this data now. And it's like, wow, this is so cool. You know, I, I did a, um, a Google research like campaign on a certain term and the word start from scratch resonated with everyone. And when it comes to money and your business and cash flow and all that, starting from scratch is huge because you can literally start from scratch every day. Yeah. We got a comment in the chat from Matt. He says, my first year that I really went hard at eBay, I sold $32,000. At the end of the year, I did my taxes and saw that I had 31000 in costs. Could have made more flipping burgers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, part of that is, is a learning lesson. It's like, okay, I get the fact that I probably didn't mark it up enough or my overhead wasn't good or anything like that. But if we can start tracking that every month, we can make a change with the knowledge and information we have, and then we could do something different. Yeah. By taking control rather than being reactive. Yeah. And one of the things I really did, I'm, I'm in the middle of this, this huge store remodel right now, and my appsters are going to get the complete video of my whole process in this. Um, I'm crazy busy working on that. Um, but I can tell you from hiring somebody who now helped me keep track of the numbers and looking at those numbers and deciding now what were better choices for things to sell and what categories, because eBay gives us a lot of information. They mm. tell us our performing categories. They, I mean, the information and seller hub, which they just introduced gives us even more information. It's really in depth. So just in looking at that and just over the last month, since fine tuning some things, I've already increased my sales substantially. Good for you. You know what the, the the key thing is, though, is that sometimes we get so overwhelmed with all of the numbers, right? Yes. So eBay could give you 12 metrics and all of this stuff, and we you're go, like, what am I supposed to yeah, do Yeah, you want to shut down because <laughs> it's just too much. Yeah. So you have to pick two or three that are really, really important. So that's why I'm going to come back to sales and profits and and then cash. So anyone who's running a business needs to have like one to two months business expenses in the business bank account. Not Which you have personal. to know what those expenses are first. Yeah, of course. You got to know what your monthly nut is. In and I know that sounds crazy, but you guys, I was there. I was paying bills. I was like, knew the next thing was going to get pulled out of my PayPal. And it was kind of, kind of this, oh, okay, I know this is coming. I just got to make sure I have enough in PayPal to cover that kind of thing. And that's, that's crazy making. And no matter how much money you're making, if you're like doing that, it's it's going to cause you stress. You know what we call that? What? My designer came up with this. The complicated cash flow dance. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that it? I mean, really. But if you have the money in the bank and you know what your monthly nut is and you have those two months of expenses, you have, um, 
first of all, you could say no to people because you have money in the bank, right? Yeah. You can deal with surprises and then you could make purchases on things that you would have otherwise not because it wasn't right. You didn't have the money to do it. it no, a great defense is a good offense. Yeah. It, and it's funny, you know, there's a lot of discussions about we have best offer on eBay. People can make you an offer on something. And and there's people that come in and make ridiculously low offers. And a lot of people get very upset by that. But you know what? You just said it. It's like, if you are not stressed about cash flow, you can go, bink, decline, no big deal. And, and they just gave you a boost in search, by the way. So don't take best offer off your listings. But seriously, it's mm-hmm. that power of saying no and, and not feeling stressed that, oh my gosh, but I really needed the money. Yep. Yeah, we all get in that. So, so the next one, I love the next one because this is something we didn't used to have to do as eBay sellers, and that's marketing. Yeah, I mean, I'm a financial guy, right? And most financial people will say, don't spend money on marketing. You know, it's, it's not worth it and it's too much money and all that kind of stuff. So we have to do a reframe to all of the people that think that they're throwing money away with marketing. Number one, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. It's not, yes, it's, a, it, it's an expense on the profit and loss statement, but we have to view it as an investment. We're investing in our business. We want a return of that money. We want to make sure that that money comes back. So how do we determine what amount we should invest in marketing, whether it's money or time? Let's yeah. first go Let's first go with time. That's the easy one. I, I, I just think, now this is, I'm making this up, total making up. I think people should spend like two days a day on marketing, on their business. Two hours. Two days. Two a, days did I say? a week. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Let me look. Two days a week. Okay. That's two days. Like nothing but doing marketing. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing that, now what does marketing mean? It means putting content out there. It means delivering a campaign. It means getting your message out there, finding people who are going to go to your store, whatever it is, you've got to be working on that. And if you can do that two days a week, that's huge. Yeah. What do you think about that? Oh, I totally, marketing is everything. Because as the internet has grown and there's so many people now using it, and like you have to be in front of people constantly. Because you're a passing, you're a passing something on their timeline, you know. It's like, yeah, you know. And what do they say? It used to be seven touches, you know. To, I, I to actually, get you know, I think it's twelve thousand six hundred fourteen touches now. <laughs> yeah, I thought Some it was crazy. more like thirteen. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It is. It's a it's a gazillion touches. But yeah, it's not what it used to be. So we have to be a lot more uh, proactive yes. in in getting in front of our ideal customer. So let me ask you a question. What is what do you think the definition definition of insanity is? Is this a trick question because no. I know it's like doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Correct. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So everyone who's listening, you're doing the same thing, maybe you're pushing papers, maybe you're on Facebook whatever, but if you're not if you're not doubling the time that you're spending on marketing, you're going to get the same result. So be intentional, work on your business. And if you do that, you're going to be huge, huge. So that's time. We got a really good question in the chat from Suzanne who says, how can you know that you're getting your marketing money back? Oh, great. Great question. Okay. So what you need to do is, now there's a little technology here and I know a fair amount about it and I know that you do too, is let's pretend that you're, um, can I actually respond to Suzanne? Or no? Am I allowed to do that? Yeah. 
No, but can we message her and can we, you know, what's her business? What line of business oh, is she in? Okay, which? No, okay. <laughs> so th- th- then what you need to do is you need to, okay, you need to, you b- basically need to say, okay, where am I going to focus my two or three main profit centers? Where am I going to go to bring in traffic to get people to come to my store? Mm-hmm. And when they buy something, and they buy, you're going to hit them with an autoresponder email and say, thank you so much for buying, blah, blah, blah. How did you hear about me? If you answer this question, I'll give you a discount or whatever. That's how you can track your time. You can figure out how people are getting to your site. And when they buy, you ask them. That's beautiful. And again, the Seller Hub, which is an amazing tool that eBay has, has just given you guys. If you have not opted into it yet, do it. Do it. It is really good. Um, because you get a chart that shows you how much of your traffic came from eBay itself, how much came outside of eBay. So while they don't give you the particulars of where they came from yet, we're hoping they add that back in, you can still see how your marketing is affected because it's by the date. So if you put out a, a marketing email or post or something, and then all of a sudden you see a spike in your traffic from sure. outside of eBay, you know that's effective. But you got to be you got to have two or three main things that you're doing. You can't do 62 things because you're not going to be able to measure that. So right. it may be speaking, it may be your email marketing. It could be um going to a trade show and just working that trade show whatever it mm-hmm. is, but you can measure the return on time because mm-hmm. you can measure the source. Now, can we move into the money aspect? We can. Okay. Let's do it. So you I recommend that we all try to invest between 5 and 10% of our sales into marketing. So if we're doing um, $100,000 in sales, let's shoot for five to $10,000 that we're going to invest in marketing. That's a real key number that I use a lot. And then for people who are just new in business, when you're investing that five to 10000 bucks, you need to make money on that real quick, like within a week to a month, because you need that cash flow right back. If you're a seasoned business owner and you're investing money and you've got cash flow and all that, maybe it could be six months to a year, maybe even two years, but it depends where you are in that stage. And then when we evaluate, okay, well, if I'm going to, you know, my budget's five or 10 grand, there needs to be some sort of way to gauge whether it's a smart investment to make, a smart risk to take. And that's my three times rate of return rule. Basically, Mm -hmm. if you invest a thousand bucks, can you make 3000 off of it? Right. And that's and then if you don't think you can with whether it's in a week, a month for newbies or six months to a year for more seasoned people, then just don't do it. Okay, and and really, you know, I just want you guys to know you don't have to invest a thousand dollars. Like you just threw that number out. Like hey, Facebook ads are so like you can target and reach your ideal market for very little money. Yes, and you talk about this all the yeah. time in our group. Yeah, I mean, I spy on the most successful business owners ever. They have no idea that I spy on them. They I, do now. Yeah, I, I watch what they do. I see how they do it. Yeah. And um, what I view is that you have to test and go small with your investing and with your risk taking. And if something, so you got to look at it and you got to look at the empirical data. Does it work? If it works, then you go big. So it's kind of like firing. Um, bullets, then cannonballs. It's wow. um, Jim Collins, the guy who wrote Good to Great, wrote mm-hmm. about this. And if you look at, if you even look at eBay and Amazon, they do this. They test things. When mm-hmm. it works, they go big. Yeah. Well, Prime, Amazon yeah. Prime. Yeah. Started out. Let's just test this little thing here. And now look, I like, oh my gosh. And then they they just and now it's Prime Food. I mean, it's just like they're oh. doing everything. Prime was it 
Prime Pri- Now or something. Prime I know, Rib. I know Scott, he ran out of printer ink one week and it like literally was here. What, Scott? Was it an hour? Two hours? Two hours. Yeah. Was delivered to the studio. Boom. It's crazy. It's all about taking action with your marketing, making investments in marketing, knowing how much money you have, right? Financial clarity, knowledge, knowing how much you have, and then seeing a rate of return off of that. So let's talk about pricing. Because I know that's another like big issue. And I get a lot of questions about how do I know how much to charge for something? How you know, if I buy it for ten dollars. And there's no real clear evidence out there of what this is selling for. Well, how do I determine what to price it at? Yeah. Well, I think the way that people buy, um, and I've again, this is me spying on other people doing brain marketing, science, psychology, blah, 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 all that stuff, is that if we see one price, it's a little harder for us to buy than if we see two prices and our brain can compare. If we are looking at one price for like five bucks, and then another price for $7, we now have a comparison between the two. Now, I know there's some limitations with that with eBay, but you can get creative on how you list things mm-hmm. and how you show things so people can buy one thing or two things. So that's a way that you can actually give yourself a raise and make more money is if you offer two prices of the same thing, but in different quantities or a package or something like that. We call it bundling. Bundling. People need to feel like they're getting a deal. If you show two prices and you bundle, people can feel like, oh, this is way better. I'm going to buy that. So the first lesson is, is why not have more than one price? Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is when you're sourcing and you want a price and you're figuring out what you want to market up by, the business needs to make money. The business needs to make a profit. That's what we spoke about at the top. You need to know what your overhead is. You need to know what your fixed costs are. I'm sorry to go back to the numbers, but if you just know that you're like your business, you need, let's just say, for example, two grand a month to just cover your overhead. Well, then you know that you need to make at least two grand in gross profit sales minus what you buy it for mm-hmm. to just break even. So then you could say, OK, well, if I'm going to buy this widget for a buck and sell it for four dollars, I know I'll make three dollars. Is that going to help me with my overhead? So pricing, you got to mark it up enough to make a profit and to make a living. Otherwise, you're like the guy in the chat who said, he sold stuff for 32 grand and he bought it for 31. Right. We don't want that to happen. No. And he's doing really well now because he's totally niched. Sweet. He's he's one of the huge appster success stories because he threw away the stuffed animals and the the tchotchkes and the trinkets and now he just sells uh parts <laughs> like um chainsaw parts and he has his own sound now on the show by the way cuz we love him so much. Yeah. He's always here, Matt. Um, but yeah, I, and I would, I would imagine, uh, I, and Matt, I want to report when you do your taxes this year of, you know, what your profits were this year, he'll give it to me. He's all good. Um, but yeah, and a lot of that is, and it builds into what you say is that once you figure out your business model and you, I'll throw this one in, you have a niche and you know who you're marketing to, and then you spend money and you market to them, you're going to make. More profits, more sales. Yep. It's all going to like work together. You have to be aware of how much money you're making. Yeah. A lot of people don't even know that. What are your sales? What are your profits? Until Not they do the, their taxes and figure yeah, out. We can't, we can't wait until then. <laughs> but the pricing is so huge because you got to price your stuff so that you can make money off of it. Yes. And and I'm just going to talk about the elephant in the room. You and I have never talked about this, so I'm, I'm bringing it Uh-oh. out right now. Is 
and we kind of did, but you don't want to be a commodity. You don't want to just offer a commoditized thing. You have to somehow make your business to the buyer feel like they're getting it from you and it's a great buying experience. Yes. If you're just buying a widget for a dollar and selling it for two, people are going to shop and they're going to grind you down and you're going to lose sales. But you somehow have to offer some sort of value, whether it's the buying experience, the relationship that you have with them, they got to like you, whatever. But if you're just in the commodity business, you know, look out. Then you're, it's quantity. Someone's going to under, under, undercut you and then you're going to make no money and you're going to be like, why am I in this business to begin I always, with? And I always tell them, like, somebody is always willing to make less money than you. Yeah. Like, that's never going to go away. Correct. So we're like, we got to we got to we got to move on on the show here. But you're going to you're going to stay here and we're going to have some fun. Let's do it. We're going to we're going to take a quick break and come back and look at some listings that just aren't selling. All right. By the way, if you use the code SHOW30, you can get a month free in the Niche to Profit Academy. Just saying. Coming over. And if, if thank you in the live chat. Uh, um, Lisa and Annette, they're, they're saying um, they did some of the courses there, the Danny map. And um, we've done a stores tune-up. The new stores remodel is coming. There is so much content over there, you guys, that, that it, and it's 10 bucks a month. And you can get a month free. Come on over, show 30. All right, how about a little why won't they buy action? We have a, uh, this is a Talbot's Brown Grace Fit Tweed Peacoat Suit Career Blazer Size 20 um, from Beth Kelly. She says she's had this listed since November 27th. It has had 156 views. Uh, currently has it at a 20% off. Removed the best offer option during the sale. See, I don't do that. I, if if I'm running a sale, it is because I want this stuff to sell. And and Justin, you've actually been very instrumental in in how I look at my older listings now. In at some point, it's time. Now you just need to sell it, if even to get your your money back out of it. Train is leaving on. the station. Train. There we go. So um, that kind of looks like a jacket from the Civil War era. Oh, see, there's. You never know. We know what this stuff looks like. We have it in our hand and we see it, but 
you know, when somebody's shopping, it can come across different. And the fact that you've had 156 views tells me there's probably maybe some confusion. Um, And I would love to see you get those titles nailed down a little bit more. I would call this one. Now, she says uh, a peacoat suit career blazer. I would tighten that up. I would call it a tweed blazer plus size 20 Talbots. And the reason I would put Talbots at the end is it's not a very high end brand that people are actively searching for. But when I went and searched tweed blazer, people are searching for tweed blazer. So you want the tweed blazer buyer, the fact that it's, it's Talbots, that's, you know, just information they need to have, but really they want a tweed blazer. And the other thing is I would put this on a white background now because think spring, the black, it says fall, winter. Does it, is it kind of give you that vibe? Yeah. You know, and putting it on the white background totally changes the whole vibe, the mental psychology around looking at it now. Oh yes, I could wear this in the spring kind of a thing. Uh, So just even changing that could help. Oh, oh, gosh, I'm so glad I made this note. Look down here. Uh, we talked about this. I put out a video on the Danny App YouTube channel about how to take this stuff off of here. Because this is all fine and good if you're competing on price. But if you're not, you're going to send people away from your listing. Now, the really bad thing is that once somebody clicks on one of these other listings eBay does not give them a way to get back to yours. They have to be savvy enough just to hit a back button and go back, which I think is horrible. Uh, So I would get those off your listings, guys. Get rid of the cross promotion unless you have a commodity item and it's all about the price. I agree. You want to keep people on your site for sure. Yeah, because they don't even get down to the description before they get just, you know, sent away to go, oh, look, somebody has one for $6.95. Yeah, no, no good. No good. Uh, And there's a video you guys can go see. If you don't know how to do that, go watch that video and get those off of there. Um, But otherwise, I think I think changing the pictures and tweaking that title a little bit could be huge. Okay, next, uh, Lisa Hensley, she says she says you can just pick one of my listings anytime. Good to know. But I don't want it to be that way. I want all your stuff selling and you never have something to submit to this se- this segment. That would be the goal. Uh, but she has this. It's been listed since December 2009. Lisa? I know. Move on. Yeah, it's time to let it go. All right. So it's not one of those new China pieces. The owner of the piece is certain it is Murano. Uh, but you couldn't prove by me. I just took a new new picks last year, changed the title, increased the price. Um, this actually, and let me see if I can zoom on the bubbles. A true Murano piece with bubbles. Those bubbles are so intentional. And you've got to pick up a true piece of Murano. And, and this is called, um, what am I like? Bulacante. Thank you. <laughs> You didn't give that to me, but just I just came up with it. Uh, it's it's Bulacante, and it is a precision art making skill, and it is there's no randomness about it. That's one of the ways you can tell 
the China pieces because they're not spending, you know, the quality time needed to create one of those pieces. Uh, but I believe this is actually made in Mexico. This looks like um, Mexico glass to me. But here's the thing. This is the good news. That doesn't make it unsaleable. People love the Mexican art glass as well. They love the bubbles. So I would take out the, the Murano because what's happening is somebody looking for Murano comes over, sees it and goes, no. But if you change that title to be, and here's Amethyst Art Glass Vase Footed Bowl Bubbles. Now you bring over somebody who's looking for an amethyst glassed footed bowl with bubbles. Bingo. That's what they're looking for. They're more likely to buy get the conversion. Uh, but 2009, it is time to come way down on that price, my friend. And I, you know, I hate telling anybody to lower price. I think you're looking at more of the 40 to $50 range on this. I know, I know, I know. Um, but I also know she didn't pay that much for it. So that's still going to be a good profit. There's no profit if it doesn't sell. So, right. Absolutely. There we go. So I, I hope that helps. But so now let's look at some Hot sales. All right. This one comes from uh, Serena Lee. I haven't seen Serena over in the uh, chat today. Uh, But this has a really cool story behind it. Oh, eBay, quit putting all your stuff up there. There we go. These are vintage men's leather jewelry stud sets, storage cases, boxes, gift presentation. That's a lot of words in that. What is that? (laughs) I know. You know, so here's the thing. Those of us who have been selling on eBay, like since the good old days, we call it, it used to be stuff your titles, get every keyword in there you could. That is no longer the case. And I'm, I'm driving the point home to really get intentional about those titles and what the important words are but it's sold nonetheless with a really cool story uh she said she got these uh from a consigner she does a lot of consignment which is great because you don't invest any money in the merchandise you probably like that huh sure cash flow baby you're not putting anything out so she says she listed them at 74.99 with best offer they sold at full asking price The reason why she's sharing the sale is that there's a cool story involved. That's what I said. Uh, The buyer had her send the items to a Francis McDormand care of Berkeley rep. When she saw the name, she Googled Francis McDormand Berkeley rep. I love Google. Google's great. Guess what? It's the Oscar winning actress Francis McDormand of Fargo fame. Uh, She's appearing in a local production of Macbeth. And needed these. Very cool. Oh, they're consignment. She didn't spend a darn thing. Yeah, and I don't know what her take. So consignment works because you don't pay anything for the stuff. Your people bring you some cool stuff, and then you have a split. Some people do 50-50. Some people do 40-60, 30-70, whatever you work out with, with your consigners. I only consign things over $100. Don't mess with anything. It's not worth it. I can go buy my own stuff, and I do a 50-50 split. 50% of something is better than 100% of nothing. Well, this is true, for sure. 
that kind of goes along with my husband's can't go broke making a profit, <laughs> which he loves to, to drill into me. This one comes from Sharon Plinus of Funsational Finds. Let me just pull up the original. Uh, she got this on a day with Danny. A day with Danny is when I take a group out and we go shopping and I help you focus in on things that are just in your niche. And she got, uh, I believe there was three of these. Yes. They had more of them, but they only purchased the fun ones because their whole niche is about fun products. Funsational. It's exactly. Funsational finds. And she paid $7. Sold this one for 33 Still has two more to sell. Uh, but And they were first class shipping. Almost nothing to ship. So almost pure profit on those puppies. Nice. 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 See, we got time. One more. One more. This is a Mattel Tyco. <laughs> Come on, behave, eBay. Uh, Four-lane racing HO scale slot car racetrack set. And the reason I really wanted to bring this one up is she, this is Dawn Rogers. She bought this on, I don't know, is it Virage Sale? It's like Garage Sale with a V. Which I guess is some website like where you can go get stuff now. I haven't even looked into that one. She bought it for $75. But there's a lot of Facebook groups now. Like, have you seen those? Yep. They're like the yard sale yeah. groups. Yep. Like Craigslist now on Facebook. Yes. And people just want to get rid of stuff there. So you can do really well. Like this. $75. Oh, he found it. Hey, bring, pull that back up again. Let me see that. Oh, garage sale. Where families buy and sell pre-loved items. I love it. Uh, so bought for $75. And I always love to hear somebody who, who paid more than like 10 bucks for something. Because that's where you make the huge profits. As this shows, she took a best offer of $350. In the same state. So shipping, not so much. Uh, that's, and you can't. Nice work. You can't do that buying stuff for a dollar and selling it for 10. I mean, you can. But all that work for four bucks. Exactly. You know, they're not she's valuing. She's making four their, or five times her money on this one. I like it. They're not valuing their time. And I love I want that. that. I'll buy that for a thousand right now. Woo! Go find the person. No, no you wouldn't. <laughs> Don't mess with them Hot like damn. that. You'll make somebody mad. Yeah. I mean, I that's why I love auctions. Yes. You are going to pay a bit more at auctions. But number one. All the stuff's all in one spot. I don't have to, you know, travel the earth and or wait for it to arrive in the mail. I go, I buy it, and I can look it up ahead of time. But I can buy something for a hundred, and I've done this many times. Sell it for five hundred, six hundred, eight hundred. Huge. I love options. it. Let's do it. I do it all the time. Let's keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> right. I know. I just have to get away from that temptation of buying that ten dollar item. That will sell for 30 or 40. Yeah. It's still such a serious temptation. It's it's like you have a jar and you can fill it with pennies or quarters, right? Fill it with quarters. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on it. My officers are watching me, you know, I'm, I'm really redoing things and there's not going to be anything under 50 bucks in my store when all is said and done. Good for you. That's boom. That's it. It's got to be worth it. Got to be worth it. Hey, so why don't we take a short break and come back and play a little pick it or pass it. Do you sell on Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or your own website? Did you know that poorly packaged merchandise is one of the top reasons that sellers receive negative feedback? 
your bad review will remain for all to see. Hi, we're Mark and Robin Levine from Bubble Fast. Since 1999, we've been providing the best shipping supplies to online sellers just like you. We are large enough to offer more than competitive prices and free shipping with your order. Yet we are small enough to treat you like family and listen to your specific needs. Because we are also online sellers just like you, we understand what you need to be successful. We use all of the supplies we sell in our own business. If we don't like it, we won't sell it. From shipping supply combo packs to small quantity lots not offered by our competitors or our exclusive products like the innovative Scotty Stuffer, our value can't be matched. Don't take our word for it. Read any of our five-star reviews from satisfied customers. Then contact BubbleFast today so we can help you be a more successful online seller. He's laughing because I play the piano along with that little intro there. <laughs> hey, uh, if you order from BubbleFast, be sure you use the code Danny, D-A-N-N-I. You get 10% off your purchase. A little something I worked out for you guys. Um, I just ordered some little baggies to put little stuffed animals in to go to Amazon. They have all that stuff. All right, pick it or pass it. This is where I show you something out in its natural habitat and you first have to tell me what it is and decide whether I picked it or passed it. And uh, the longer you watch the show, the better you're going to get at this because of the clues like I just gave right before we went to that commercial. <laughs> you're going to learn these things. All right. So last week we had uh, these cute little brass crab ashtrays or ashtrays. And, and they're listed. Oh, I should have pulled them up. Maybe we can, oh, I don't know if I can pull that up that fast. I probably can't. <laughs> They're listed. You can go over to Utterly Good Stuff and see them. Uh, so, yes, I picked them. So, I stumped several of you. And um, as I, I read out the answers, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, let's show them what they can win. Will you be my Vanna today? Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Okay. Show them what they can win, Vanna. <laughs> we have the Niche to Profit Canvas Tote Bag. Good for taking to uh, estate sales, flea markets, load up your stuff. We have, uh, let's do this one last because we have a cool picture to go with that one. Uh, we have the Niche to Profit Show t-shirt that tells everybody how you got niche watching the Niche to Profit Show on the Vegas Video Network. <laughs> and we have my uh, buying at auction houses for fun and profit. It's so cool. This book, I'm telling you guys, the information in this book is so good. My own local auctioneer just bought 20 copies for me to give to his clients so they can be better buyers. Good stuff. It's Yeah. I worked at an auction house. So this is the deep, dirty secrets of the auction business. It's all in there. And how to avoid getting caught and make tons of money. And... The Niche to Profit coffee mug, which one of our lucky winners is if putting into good use. This is Matt. Yes, there's Matt's sound effect. Uh, you can see this is Matt's, Matt's workstation. He doesn't have to make things clean and pretty. He sells man stuff. <laughs> so love it. Hey, and any of you past winners, I would love to add pictures. I mean, pictures are cool, right? You don't see Matt did not put his face in there. Gave us a really cool picture. I don't care. 
You got a t-shirt? Put on your dog. We're all good with that. Uh, send me a picture. We love to add those. All right. So here's how we're going to do this. So this is our magic uh, covered wagon here that we put our entries in. So we gotta, I'm going to hand these to you, and you can fold them up and stick them in there. So you get a chance for two entries. One, if you selected what it was, and two, if you guessed if I picked it or passed it. Uh, Dova Smith, brass crab ashtrays. Uh, she says $35 to $50 qualify for Danny's desired ASP. You got two entries. We've got Lisa Hensley, vintage brass crab ashtrays or trinket boxes picked because she knows I sell a lot of nautical stuff. Which I do. Uh, Marcelle Woolley. It's her first time to play. Yay, Marcelle. Um, brass ashtrays because they are collectible. Picked. She got two entries right there. All right. We've got uh, Adrian Marie Hall. Brass crab hinged ashtrays. She said I passed. Nope. Ooh. I got them. I got them. But you still get an entry. That's the cool thing around here. Only takes one to win. Uh, Annette Kincaid. Brass crab ashtrays. Cool, but not much profit. Passed. No, no, I got them. They're actually listed together. Together so that... uh, What are you selling them for? uh, 50 bucks. For two. Yeah, so that's a a $40 markup. I'll take it. Joanne Smith. Crab brass... Crab... (laughs) Wow, say that. Three times fast. Brass tax. Yeah. Ashtrays. <laughs> <laughs> Passed. Nope. I got them. Uh, Marie Rivers. Brass hinged crab ashtrays. Uh, picked. Yep. We've got Ron Fristo. Cool. Brass crab ashtrays. Hinged lids. Picked. Judy Beeson. Vintage brass crab ashtrays with hinged lids. Weird. Unusual? Yes, I picked them. Yeah, she knows me. I actually have a category that is is called ugly but cool. Ooh, I like that. And I have another one called, oh my gosh. Ooh, yes. <laughs> I like weird, too. Yeah, I love ugly stuff. Joni Kramer, brass crab ashtrays. Oh, I'm going to be so sorry that I picked this as a thing by the time this is done, huh? Uh, Carol Hearn, guessed I picked it. I'm not even going to say the brass crab ashtrays again. <laughs> oh, wait, I just did. Sharon Odenall, brass ashtrays, uh, hence the red lobster clue. Very good for listening to the clues. I, I give it away, you guys. I give it away. You know, I actually went to red lobster that night because I had it on the brain. Picked. Could hold trinkets now. Yeah. People love to repurpose stuff. I mean, that is that is how some of this antique vintage stuff is getting used. It's getting repurposed, yeah. made into other cool stuff. The creativity out there is astounding. All right. So... See? That's why we shake it up. It's like a salad when you pour the dressing in and you shake it around. You get this. Shake it up, baby. Okay. All right. I'm going to let you pick the winner. Okay. It's. There you go. (laughs) You know he's not peeking. Here we go. Here we go. Dun, 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 dun. Marie Rivers. Yes. She's a, she's won before, so now she gets a second nice job. niche to profit show item. Very good. So, Marie, make sure that you email me at niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com and let me know what you'd like this time of either the mug, the book, the tote, or the t-shirt. All right. And we'll look forward to that. Now, this week, here's what we got. 
<laughs> what is that? Well, that's what they have to figure out. <laughs> okay, here's the clues. Here's the clues. I would not want to sip from this, but someone might. First clue. Second clue. This is a biggie, you guys. This is no Weslow, Hodge, or Mahon piece. Yeah. No Weslow, Hodge, or Mahon piece. A price of $3.99 does make me take a second look, but did it go in my cart? Send your answers to niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. Niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. There you go. I know. I love it that, you know, part of my work is that I, I have to go thrift shopping each week so that I can. You got to source stuff. I have to fill a segment on my show. Oh, for this, yeah. See, you know, justify shopping <laughs> as if I needed to. It's all good. Uh, so we got just a couple minutes left. Hey, we, we have plenty of time left to, to wrap this up a little bit um, and give them some final takeaways on what what one thing would you say, like they shut off the computer after the, the show is done. What one thing do you think they should do from here out, that's going to improve how they run their business. You have to track your numbers and you have to have someone tell you whether you're making a profit. Are you making a profit? If you're not, why? Perfect. And and you actually did that for me. And, um, and something that you helped me do is number one, come up with a spreadsheet, which my appsters get access to. I give my spreadsheet to my appsters and that's the Great. members of the Niche to Profit Academy. Uh, you saw the commercial and, and I use the code show, show 30, go over, become an appster. Like we have a separate Facebook group where the, you don't just get to ask questions in the chat. Like I'm in that group. You guys I answer your questions. The other appsters answer your questions. Come on over. Um, and you get to see stuff like my spreadsheet. And uh, the other thing is you helped me see where it made sense to hire an employee. Yep. I was very resistant. If you don't know how much money you're making, you don't know how much money you have to hire someone. Yeah. That's why I'm leading with profits. I mean, that gives you uh, control to make decisions and to be proactive with it rather than reactive. Yeah. And I hired that employee and it was a whole trust thing because you said you can afford it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. And I hired her and, and my sales tripled. Oh my God. What a bummer. I know and I have to look at what I buy differently, which is the other cool thing about it. Because now I take, you know, her pay and I figure, uh, let's say 30 minutes per item. So I now know I have that extra amount into every item sourced. I can't source something that's going to sell for $5. Correct. Can't And do you it. need to be able to track if you hire her, are you still making money after you hire her? Right. And are you making more? Yeah, which I have. I mean, it's yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, and I have numbers now that I didn't have before, and, and so I would I agree track, because knowledge is power. Yep, and you can't do anything unless you know where but you're at. What's going on? Where you're at? You got to get your head out of the sand. No more ostriches. Yeah, it. it yeah, because you can't breathe down there. No. <laughs> like somebody, my husband's texting me, honey. I'm doing a show right now. <laughs> he's in the chat. I don't know why he's texting me. Um, so, Justin, where can people connect with you 
after mm-hmm. this and get more information. They can go to my site. All they need to go, go is to jcrane.com. It's yeah. right up there. J-K-R-A-N-E.com. And uh, I'm giving away three things that you can do right now to take control of your finances that back into this profit conversation that we've been having. I love it. And I'm on... I, I, I'm on your newsletter list. You put out the most incredible content and um, I'd follow you to the moon because you. you've helped my business so much. So great. thank you for coming in. Thanks and for having me. Playing along for the Absolutely, whole show. Yeah. That was, it was awesome. great. And now you guys go be profitable and make it fun.